Three shots, four part, I just do two. One pup, pop four, birdie, woohoo. New driver, info, replace, into pop five, fairway, what you fin do? Think I'll try to get on into start right, good line, good view, it drew, shoot him, make Gavin, two thumbs that's up. All right, on the Screws podcast presented by Manscaped, uh, manscaped.com, OTS Golf, 20% off, plus free shipping. Um, you guys know how it is. We've been with them for a long time, so go over and check it out. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Canadian Open. And I actually ran into quite a few people there, uh, which was cool. So thanks for stopping by, saying hello. Uh, really good event. Uh, we got Nick here from uh, Nick Anderson from Luxury Ball Marks. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate uh, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate you dropping in. You've got some light behind you. We're getting dark here. So you're down in Minnesota. Down in Minnesota, yeah, just in the middle of the state. It's about, what is it here, 810 here. 810. So we've got about an hour left of daylight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking is you guys are about an hour behind. But, uh, yeah, maybe you can kind of, uh, you know, it's always great to learn a little bit about the guests, learn a little bit about yourself, and then we can kind of hop into the, uh, you know, the ball markers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Nick Anderson. I'm from Rogers, Minnesota. I've been playing golf since I've been about three years old, so the game's been a big part of my life. And I actually played since eighth grade all the way through college. I played three and a half years of college golf and I ended up starting the company my junior year and I've been working on it ever since. Really? You started, how, how old are you now, Nick? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 20, I'm 23. Okay. So you've had it going for, I don't know, six years, maybe five, six years. No, about, about two and a half. Actually. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not the, I'm not the best at math, but uh, no, that's no, cool. That's good, cool. Man. So, so you guys, um, you know, was it something that, you know, you're obviously like marking your ball on the green, like you, you wanted something that was a little bit more unique, right? Like we got some made up here. We got a, we got a friend that, uh, the pod at club up customs up here and he, he had done some for us where they like laser etched them and stuff like that. It was really cool. So we could put our logo and stuff on them. And it's kind of cool. Like I find the more you get into golf and everything's like brand specific when you first start and then you kind of get by that, right. And you just want to do like your own thing. Is that kind of how you got into, to building this one up? Yeah, so it was actually an idea that I think I got from my grandpa. Uh, he actually, I'm wearing the watch right now. He gave me this watch, and it was a big gift for me. And the day after he gave it to me, he actually passed away. Oh. And I've had this watch ever since. And in college, I was wearing this out practicing on the golf green. And I looked down at it, and it really shined. And I just thought to myself, you know, like, if I could take this watch face off, I mean, this would be an amazing ball marker, and there's got to be millions of different variations of a wash face. So it was almost kind of set up, and it was already there for me. I just had to go out and kind of search for the idea, and I reached out to a buddy that I knew his dad owned a jewelry shop, and he comes back to me. I was looking for Geneva, and he said, hey, dude, I've got a Rolex wash face if you'd like that better. And I was like, dude, like Rolex sponsors the golf tour. Yeah. And I was like, it just clicked in my mind. And I was like, dude, this is absolutely amazing. So I ended up getting that in and I made a Facebook profile. And I think it was two days after I made the Facebook profile, I was, I was, I was talking to people about what I should charge. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to charge $200 because that's the market that you can sell a 20 millimeter Rolex watch face at. And I told everybody and they called me an idiot. They're like, nobody's going to buy a $200 ball mark from you. And I, I really believed in it. And I, I've kept posting about it. I kept reaching out to people. And the second day, Angus Flanagan, the number one golfer at the U of M, actually reached out to me and said, hey, man, let's meet up. I'd love this ball marker. 
So my first uh, actual sale was to a really, really cool guy. So that was really what told me this, this could actually do something. And we just kept working on it from there. That's so cool. Like, I like the story of it, obviously, like, you know, with your grandfather, you kind of wear a watch because of him that he passed on to you. And then I don't know, every day, every day you get to kind of go to work and you're, uh, you know, you're building a brand that helps you kind of remember him, which is really cool. Yeah, right? He's, um, he's right there with me, man. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the watch that he, like, that was his watch that he had that he always wore. Like, exactly, man. It's, I mean, it's way too big for me to be honest. <laughs> I rarely wear this. I just keep it next to the inventory, but yeah, it's a, it's a Geneva. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Here, yeah. That's cool. Shiny, yeah, it's got a shiny silver watch face on it, and when I saw that, man, that really sparked the idea. Well, and like, I, like I'm a watch fan. I've got uh, probably about seven or eight, not as much as I used to have, but my best piece is like a Rado. Have you ever heard of Rado? So, oh, totally. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, awesome. yeah. So, and I've got a couple here. Um, actually, a couple guys who have Siren Golf. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a Canadian uh, brand. They do like gloves, towels, accessories, that kind of stuff. Um, his name's Evan. His brother, Tegan, started a watch company called Statement. S-T-M-T, I believe it is. Yeah. And I got it on right now. So they're pretty, uh, they're pretty cool. They're just like, you know, pretty, um, just standard watches. They're not, uh, like, I love that old classic look that you have on. Like, I'm definitely... I don't know, a watch fan, but like we were saying, like even yeah. Rolexes, there's wait lists for them. And uh, yeah, I got to get into a couple of, I got to get on that live tour to get that kind of money to get one of those. Yeah. Things, but... <laughs> exactly, man. Totally. So, so the brand's I'd like, I'd love to see the watch that you have on. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know if you can see, it's just a straight black here. Um, oh, I also have one, gosh. I've got one with the white face. It's got a bunch of interchangeable bands, which is cool. I think I got three different bands with it, which is nice. So, um, yeah, and very, cool. very well priced and they're, they've been really good quality still so, or so far. So I like them. Um, yeah, awesome. now, so you said you're, you've been in business about two and a half years. You kind of started up and then somebody came and bought the one. So you just kind of flip that money and you go kind of get a, you know, a couple more and keep it rolling that way. Do you stick to just <laughs> one brand right now with the markers? So we've worked with Rolex, uh, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe, Omega, Gucci. I mean, it's really, uh, I've had people reach out to me and say, I have this watch. Can you match the face on it? Because I'd love a ball marker that's right alongside what I'm wearing on the green. And that's, that's kind of been, uh, I would say something that's pushed me to branch out into different brands. Of course, we're not affiliated with any of these brands, but, um, so yeah, we have worked with those companies, but, uh, for, the primordy or the yeah, sorry uh the majority of the ball marks are rolex watch faces yeah i know i was watching a friend of the pod his name's matt uh the silent golfer he picked one up off you yeah and um he was saying it was like you know like he did a little a little video on it i think he tell is like the most expensive ball marker which i think is probably a probably pretty accurate and it's a pretty cool title too right because it's like the most absolutely i don't know you don't want to just label it as the most expensive, but it's like the most, uh, I don't know. It's classy, man. It's classy. If you can drop, a, you, you know, if you can drop a Rolex mark down on your ball, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> that's pretty balling, man. For lack of better Absolutely. words, that's pretty sweet, right? So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Matt's the man, by the way. Yeah, he is. He is. We, I've talked to him. He's like a day one listener, man. We exchange some stickers and stuff. He sent me a ball marker and stuff. He's just a really cool dude. So, um, I like when he does those videos and stuff, the little, uh, package openings and stuff. So the one, when he, when he had yours, he did like a live video on it. And I hopped on there. I was kind of chatting. Yeah, that was his was, first one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So, um, what do you? Can we go through the lineup a little bit, Nick? Like, do you have um, like 
you would have them named and I would suggest anybody kind of go over and check out the website, which I'm going to link below. Um, uh, through the podcast description, if you want to go out and check out some of the photos of them, like obviously I went through the page They're They're pretty cool. Like if you're a watch guy, I know, um, we've got a big watch fan, uh, Dan man, who's a friend of the pod. He's been on before he does. He's just kind of like a watch and golf lifestyle guy. You, uh, you should probably get connected with him cause he's a pretty cool guy, but, yeah, um, absolutely. maybe I can link the two of you up. Uh, I, he's got, I don't know, hundred watches. It seems like he's always posting wow. different watches. You gotta, you gotta check out his page. It's really cool. But, um, yeah. what do you, what do you guys have in the lineup? Like, what do you got in the lineup? Um, if you can sort of give us an idea, like you're the expert here, man. Yeah, so on the website right now, we have 20 millimeters, we have 36 millimeters and 41 millimeter Rolexes primarily. I'd say 90% of our watch faces are from Rolex. So they come in many different forms. Uh, a lot of a lot of them are more rare than the next. Uh, right here next to me, I've got actually a blue Rolex watch face. This is going to be our 20 millimeter. So this one's going to go for about $250. Our least expensive 36 millimeter is $350 and the 41 millimeters go from 800 up to, I believe, $5,000. Wow. So yeah, there's a big range. I mean, people have a big range of watches. So that was kind of my idea behind that is, I mean, people have money to spend, especially in golf is a perfect demographic to set up the product. Um, I would just say it's, it's been amazing to see, some of the people reach out to me have been like some of the biggest idols that I had growing up. And that's been the most amazing thing is being able to talk to these guys and really go out and play golf with them. And that's been pretty incredible. Um, uh, the second week we were in business, like you were saying before, I did put that money into another ball mark, which was actually a 36 millimeter. And John Randall reached out, which is a Minnesota Vikings hall of fame golfer. So I got to go out to Spring Hill, which is a golf club that I actually caddy at, which is really cool. And this was before I was a caddy there and I was able to hand it off to him, which was absolutely incredible. That's a, well, that's a pretty cool story because I guess otherwise you're packaging them up, right? And and uh, do, you, do you find like you've met a lot of people that, you know, you get an email or whatever it is or an inquiry and you're kind of like, wait, that's that guy or that's that woman. You know what I mean? Like, is there, has there been a couple other than, other than the one you just mentioned, has there been a couple where you're like, okay, you're a little starstruck maybe? Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I would say Dylan Fratelli was a pretty cool one. The PGA tour golfer, he reached out to us. And so he was at the 3M championship and this is a pretty cool story. We were, uh, we were thinking about giving it to him, but we didn't know how because we couldn't get inside the ropes and this was the COVID year. So obviously we didn't even have a chance at doing so, Yeah, yeah. but, but we told ourselves we're going to figure out a way. So we, we went, we started knocking on doors, which we knew in their backyard was the golf course. And first door we knocked on, we're like, we'll give you 20 bucks and we can sit in your backyard and call out to the tour pros because we have a ball mark that we want to give one of them. And they're like, dude, don't even, don't even pay me. Go back there. So we sat back there for probably a half an hour. And uh, Dylan Fratelli walked by and we ended up yelling his name and he walked right on over. We gave him the ball mark. We got a pretty cool picture with him and he ended up uh, making a post for us too, which was really cool. That got a big spark in the company. And that was just a really cool way to start it off on, on like kind of the tour scene. So yeah, that was, that was incredible. You got a few of them floating around on tour? Uh, a couple of them on tour. We're trying yeah. to work with a couple more guys. Uh, I caddied at Whisper Rock this last winter and Joe, uh, Ricky Fowler's caddy. I've been kind of talking to him on and off, which would be really cool to get one to Rick. And I'm seeing Rick might be on the live tour this next year. He's yeah. kind of hovering in and out of that. I don't know what's going on right now, but 
that that would be really cool. That would be definitely one of the big ones. Yeah, he's going. He's going. He said he's going. So there's uh there's oh, definitely wow. yeah, there's finances okay. available there for you, man. He's uh <laughs> oh, he, he, that, he man. can set you up. He can set you up. Um <laughs> You know, like the idea of like kind of connecting with tour pros and stuff. School, like I was at the Canadian Open this week. Um, didn't really get to connect with anybody specifically, but um, just even seeing them up close, right? Like I posted a, I did like a live video as a foot away from JTT and off on number sixteen. So we had a rink hole, which is like a hockey rink. The T box was made into a hockey rink, which was pretty cool. Obviously, up here That's in Canada, so cool. right? So it was yeah. kind of cool to kind of get that connection and and get to chat with them. Um, one of the guys who's been on the pod before, Callum Davis, and he was PGA Tour Canada Player of the Year, and it was his PGA Tour de- debut, which was really cool to kind of see him go out. And so when you have that connection, and you know, you realize that they're they're just regular human beings. They're just really, really good at the game of golf, right? So exactly, yeah. Now, Nick, I'm curious how you market these. You mentioned it kind of right off the hop. You start a Facebook page. You're like, I'm going to sell this thing for 200 bucks. I think there's a market for it. Everybody thought you were crazy. Um, I don't think it's crazy. I think there's a market for everything. You just got to find your niche, yeah. right? Hey, so that's, I appreciate that. that's yeah. kind of what I'm curious about is like, how'd you find that niche? How'd you find, you know, the price that you're going to charge for each one? Um, that just kind of makes me curious. I'm, I'm sure some other people might be interested as well. Yeah, for sure. To answer your first question about the niche, I have been caddying at Spring Hill for now one and a half years. And that's been a really cool scene to get into, getting to caddy for some really, really cool people. And obviously they have the money to spend on these things. And I'm seeing these watches every single day, in and out, every every person that I caddy for has a pretty cool watch at the end of the round. So I've been able to have conversations with these guys and really point out and know the watches that they're wearing. And that's been like such a cool way to make just good connection right off the bat. Because I mean, not a lot of kids that are 23, no watches too well. I mean, right. I feel like that's more of an older guy thing, but I really studied it hard and I've, I've been able to have really cool conversations with some people that have some pretty heavy hidden time pieces, which has been awesome. So that's been kind of the way I found the demographic and they tell their friends, they show their friends that they match the ball mark to their watch. And people thought that that's pretty cool. And that's gotten a lot of referral business for, for us here. So, and, uh, I would say, um, sorry, what, what did you say? Your other question was, no, like I was just thinking as you're saying that, cause it's kind of no different really, like as an accessory, we've had a bunch of companies. Well, I guess in Canada here, we're lucky. We got like dormy, You've probably heard of Dormy, Pioneer, yeah, yeah. Rawhide, Hazel. They're like t- four of the top head cover um, companies in the world. And they're all north of the border here up in Canada. So Bryce is Bryce not with us tonight, but he's down in the States as well. So And, and so are you. But uh, we're lucky that we have those four guys up here. And I'm, every conversation we have, have with them, it's like obviously an accessory to the golf bag. So the you know the ball mark is the same type of thing and people want to match those up right they want to match it to their bag like i know one of the guys who won one of our giveaways was like oh this kind of matches my bag went on the site wanted to get some other ones right so i think it's kind of interesting how people want to match it to their watch do you find a lot of people still keep the watch on when they golf oh totally man really eh? it's probably half and half which is a little bit weird because if you have an automatic watch it said that if you swing it, it's going to go bad like way earlier than it normally should. So I could see that. I've, I've, I've told guys that, but 
not a lot of those guys listen, nor do they care. <laughs> I think that I guess if you're wearing guys, it right and you're flexing it on the yeah. course, do you really care if you kind of yeah ding it up a little bit or shorten the lifespan? Exactly. I, yep. I, I, yeah, I probably if I'm in that position, I'd probably not be too uh, upset about it either. And then, hey, when exactly. the watch is dead, they can just tear it apart and use it as a ball marker, right? Or hey, kind of say, yeah, exactly, there you go. Man. Right? So, they can have two. Yep. <laughs> so the idea was like the idea was marketing and like finding the niche of how to like, right. you know, market the different sizes. So when you talk millimeters, I'm sure you're talking like a smaller face and in, in width essentially, right? Like, or like how, you know, how far it is from the three to the, the six, I guess, or the three to the nine across the face. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, so 20 millimeter is about the size of a penny. 36 is about the size of a poker chip. And then 41 is a little bit bigger than a poker chip. Okay. But they're all super thin and the bigger ones have prongs on the back of them. So they do stick like into the green pretty well and they hold in the wind. So they do work really well as a ball marker all around. You do anything with them? Like when you get them, like, do you have to like clean them up? Do you got to like grind anything down or is it just as is? So legally we can't modify the watch face in any way, shape or form, or we can get sued. So there's a lot of legal things that I have to make sure that I'm doing correctly. We can't use any of the trademark words that Rolex has. So essentially, no, we get them in and that's how we have to sell them. Okay. Got you. And okay. Yep. Yep. I figured there would be like, they would want to protect their brand or whatever it is. I just, obviously like when you're like me or anybody else listening in the pod, they wouldn't have that idea. And so when you get it, I think it's kind of cool though. You, you get to see how the watch itself would look when it's kind of on your wrist and everything built around it. Right. So, um, do you, like you said, people like to kind of go through, they like to match it up. So you take orders, I guess. Right. And if you don't have it, you'll try and search it out. Like if you don't have it in inventory, you'll try and search it out. You have a, you have a way to do that. Yeah. So I've gained quite a bit of contacts, uh, in the industry. So if somebody does have a, a, a watch face that they reach out to me for, I've got probably three or four guys that I can reach out to and they normally find it within 24 hours, which has been such a blessing to have those guys there. And they get it to me. Essentially, I pack it up with all the luxury ball marks gear, and then I send it out to the people that reached out in the first place. Yeah, so I saw that because you like, yeah, yeah, you fit it with like a. T- I think it had like a towel and stuff in there too, right? Like it was packaged up really nice, Nick. Like that was oh, that was pretty clean, man. It's clean. I, I pre- oh. man, I appreciate that because I'm always like, you know, putting together when I'm putting together little packages. I like to kind of you know throw in a couple stickers, get like you know, just get a couple extra pieces, always a handwritten note. So I, I don't know when Matt was opening that up, I thought that was pretty cool, man. I thought you guys, uh, oh. you did well. Hey, thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate man. that. Yeah. So, so what, like, I guess it was just, it was the towel in there and then there were a couple other things. So like what, like when you're kind of putting them together, what, what makes you kind of design that whole package like to, to give out? Like, I know it is a luxury item, so you're trying to put it that mm-hmm. way. Like, was that just your idea or did you have some input from somebody else? Uh, no, it was honestly my idea. I wanted to, I wanted to build something where when people open it, it's going to be a special opening experience. Like I want them to see gold right off the bat, which is what we case it up in and have a gold sticker on the front. I want them to open it and see like something that they didn't expect to get. That's a big thing for me is somebody opening, seeing a towel or seeing one of our divot tools, like something cool that they've never seen before. And then on the bottom, having like the, the cherry mahogany ring box and opening that and seeing their mark for the first time. It's almost like a anticipated thing that you want to see the ball mark. You think that you're going to see it right away, but you're going to see some pretty cool other things before you're going to see your ball mark, what you actually purchase. So 
that was my idea around that is just to kind of create a luxury packaging for everybody that does open the package. The, uh, the tools are cool too. They're like a single prong, right? Uh, they are. Yeah. So essentially they're like a nice handle. Yeah. Uh, we've got gold and matte black and then they've got this nice metal tip. Man, those are so sweet. I've, I've got one very cool similar. Tool. I've got one that's uh, pretty similar and they're very, very underrated tools, man. That was single prong ones. So I like those a lot. Um, yeah, thank you. Now I wanted to, uh, we kind of went over the cost a little bit. So right now the general ones kind of range from two to 350 bucks by the sounds of it. Right. Yeah. So and then onwards and upwards, it's 200 yeah. and yeah, they go up to $33,000. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like you got a vault down in the basement or something that you're putting these things in, or you got to go to the <laughs> bank when you got to go to the bank when somebody orders up one of these, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't tell anybody where I put them. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough, man. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I, uh, 33 grand's a little bit out of a uh, little bit out of my price range, but maybe somebody listening to the pot will hit you on hit you up for one of those. And then I don't know, you'll they have do. to like, you'll have to PJ it to them or something. Like I wouldn't take that out of my hand. I'd be, you know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's going to be a hand delivery. If that yeah. Happens. I don't think and, I, and they win a world record if that does happen. I don't so think I would record. be boxing that thing up and like, yeah, putting it in everybody else's hands. I think I'd be chartering something up and I'd be taking it right to them. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's happening if that does happen. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's transition into a little bit of the caddying. So you're, you're, you're yeah. caddying right now, right? So, um, we're in conversation with Nick Anderson. Um, I guess you're the founder of luxury ball marks, right? So, and also probably like one of the most classy 23 year olds on the planet, which is pretty cool, man. But, uh, so, (laughs) so you're caddying right now. Uh, you said at spring Hill, but you were at whispering rock before, right? Yeah. It's spring Hill and whisper rock. So in the summertime I'll caddy at spring Hill. And then in the winter times I'll go down to Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, which is whisper rock down there. That's right. That's right. Actually, couple weeks ago i think i think uh kevin gordon he's a pga tour canada player uh lives up near we, where we are i think he said that he plays down there um and at silverleaf a little bit so oh, cool. which is yeah, pretty cool yeah so yeah they're right next to each other so that's i could see that totally you were doing a little bit of uh a little bit of caddying for max homa so bryce picked max homa this week a lot of people are picking max homa to maybe win the u.s open that's, um, that's my boy yeah so you're uh you're looping a little bit for him carrying the bag a little bit yeah, dude. Max is one of the biggest beauties I've ever met in my life. I mean, that guy's the most polite, genuine human being that I honestly have ever met. He's he's super personable. He says thank you after every sign you hand him a club. Um, he's he's talking to you throughout the entire round. He called me in for a couple putts. Uh, I recall him shooting 64 the last time I caddy for him, which was wow. absolutely incredible. So it's, it's always fun to get out there, see those boys, and watch them get golf. I... That's probably my favorite or like, you know, one of my favorite four play videos is when, uh, when they're playing max in the, uh, in the scramble, yeah. like he hit some of the craziest shots. So I remember this one that was kind of sitting up on the, I don't even know how the ball landed there, but it was on top of the bunker on the front, like on the far lip, I guess. And, uh, he was kind of like one foot in the bunker elevated. I don't know. Hit a crazy shot to like eight feet and, uh, yeah, he was down and then came back and beat, beat them up pretty good. So he's, uh, I remember that. Yeah. Man. He's a pretty good player, man. I think he does have a shot this week. These type of courses kind of play into his advantage. I'm sure you've seen it firsthand. Like when he, you know, he's a ball striker. He's a very good ball striker, very underrated ball striker. And I think the smaller greens kind of lend to him a, a little bit. Right. So Brookline will be a totally. tough course for everybody. I've never played there. I've never been there, but from what it's, uh, the layout sounds like it's, it's kind of, uh, 
I think it's in his wheelhouse a little bit. I think he'll do all right. Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Max is my guy this week, so I'm really excited to see him play. He's been rolling the rock, man. So I think he's got a good chance this week. You got any other thoughts, Nick, for this week? Any other guys that maybe, uh, you know, that you've seen at the course or something like that that you that you think might uh, might have a good shot this weekend? Uh, you know, Wyndham Clark, I caddied for him a couple times. He's he's an amazing player. Last week he he won, so I mean that was that was incredible to see. I mean he's he's been uh, he's been a really good dude out there at Whisper Rock too. Um, he he gives you tips in your golf game. I, he saw me swing a couple times and told me what he was seeing. So very personable guys, like you're saying, they're just normal dudes. You got to treat them as such, and they're going to treat you as such. So, yeah, just extremely good at the game. There, I know. Yeah. Like up here at the RBC Canadian Open, Wyndham was, uh, he was leading after 50, uh, no, sorry, after 36, I believe he was leading. So he had a good tournament. Oh, wow. He played really well. Yeah. He, um, ended up falling off a little bit on the final day, but I still think he finished tied for sixth or Corey Connors. Oh, did he? Yeah. I, I might be wrong about him winning. Honestly, I haven't been paying too much. Rory won, but... man. Rory won. Yeah, it was big. It was big because he, he went back to back. Yep. So we haven't had, because of, uh, COVID, we haven't had the tournament in two years. So, Rory won. It looked like when Phil won the PGA last year, everybody kind of rushed the green at the end. It was really cool, man. Really cool. Like it just, uh, I don't know. Canada just needed some golf. We we've, we've yeah. got a lot of good golfers up here. We got six guys playing in the U S open. So, um, yeah. you know, and I think four of them have a pretty good shot. I think, you know, four of them are playing pretty well right now with Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, Mac Hughes, and obviously Corey Connors is our guy. Right. So, but yeah. uh yeah, it was it was fun to watch JT and kind of Rory battle it out. It was a good match, man. It was uh it was a lot of fun. Tony Finau too. Everybody loves Tony Finau, right? So and he's playing well. Yeah. So I think he's uh yeah. he's playing at he always plays that silver leaf too. Like I know he's got I think he's he got does. two fifty nines yeah. there or something. Like there's he does, yeah. yes, yes. I yeah. think one of them was on video. I don't know if that was an Instagram video or a YouTube thing, yeah. but uh yeah, yeah, he was playing sure with John. He, yeah, he was yeah. playing with John Rom, and he and John he shot. Rom, a, yeah, yeah, he's also got a fifty nine there. <laughs> I guess they have like yeah. a tie for the course record. But um, Dude, yeah, there incredible. was. Uh, yeah, there was. I think John Rom shot a sixty one or something, and yeah, obviously still lost, <laughs> which is which oh. is pretty crazy. Not often you're shooting a sixty one and losing the match, but yeah, That's I think not, I think it'll be yeah. fun. I think it'll be cool to watch the uh, you know the U.S. Open. I think it'll be a lot of fun and and. Dylan Fratelli will be there. I like Dylan Fratelli. He's always kind of connecting with people on Instagram. He's like, you know, he gets a little tangled up with some of them at times, yeah. but I think it's uh, he's a funny dude, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I think he's got that like super dry humor. Like I'm like an office fan. Right. So like, I feel like Dylan Fratelli kind of like, you know, <laughs> he kind of gets in the grill of some people online sometimes. I think it's hilarious. I'm just sitting there kind of reading yeah. the comments and stuff. <laughs> and some people don't get it. They're awesome. just like this PGA tour players give me the time of day and they kind of go back at them. They don't realize like he's just like making fun of them at that point. Right. So, <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah I like oh, him. He's I, an awesome dude. He's like a cut machine, right? He'll uh he'll come through one day though. I think he'll come through and make it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, Nick, I, I wanted to just, uh, kind of get you on. I was fascinated by these. I it, admittedly, like I'd seen them before, but when Matt posted that video, I was like, damn, we got to come on and chat. Like these are, these are pretty cool. And I'm sure some people will be, you know, interested in checking out the page. I know, uh, past guest Mikey, uh, from TXG, he's like the, uh, director of club building up there. I know he's a big Rolex guy and he's on the wait list. Him and I were talking about that. So, um, it's kind of cool. You found a, you found a pretty cool niche and I think a lot of people are definitely pretty interested in them. So nice to oh, personalize you your bag. Much. Yeah. It's nice to kind of personalize your bag. I'm at that point. Like I was saying, like, you know, you meet a lot of new people in the game or if they're like 
earlier on and it's kind of like you know stock head covers and stuff like that and then eventually you're just like okay this isn't me i'm gonna you know go build yeah. up mine get my dog on my head cover or whatever it is or you know i got one <laughs> yeah. for my son and stuff like that i got like a custom oh, that's amazing putter. yeah yeah so it's like eventually you find you want to kind of build up your bag and and this is uh this is a great way to do so and uh yeah, yeah if you, if you got a, Rolex, it's a conversation can, piece exactly it's like man. the head covers you know exactly it's yeah. pretty uh pretty neat but can we share um you know the idea of if we want to get a hold of you we want to get one of these things you know built or, or not built but you know what i mean like we want to order one up how does that process work for you so you can either go on the website and you're going to see a chat now box down low that goes right to my cell phone. So I'll be talking to you in real time, or you can head over to the Instagram luxury ball marks. And I will always answer the DMS within the day. Uh, I've got a bunch of conversations going with a lot of cool people and I love to meet people over Instagram. So it's been awesome just to use that as a networking tool and really getting to know some people that I wouldn't have had the chance to before. So, I mean, if anybody's interested, I'd love to talk to you and, we can talk watches, we can talk golf, but I would, I would love it, man. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I love it, man. That's uh, I don't know. You're in good company if you're chatting watches and golf, right? I'm going to connect you with Dan. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you guys get along really well and he's got a pretty extensive watch collection from what I know. So that's like his thing. So, um, and then, yeah. you know, listening this far, we really appreciate you guys checking out the episode. Um, want to check out luxury ball marks, just go down below. Um, if you're listening in the car or whatever, I'm just going to drop it in the description below or if you're over on YouTube, it'll be there as well. Um, you can go right over the page, chat with Nick kind of, uh, get an idea about these things. Cause they're pretty cool. I think you'll be, uh, I think you'll be interested in them just like I am. Right. So, uh, the website, Nick, just before we go. Yep. Luxuryballmarks.com. Easy, easy. Go over and check easy, it out. Easy. All right, man. Well, thank you. This was, uh, this was great. appreciate you kind of giving us an idea of how you guys, uh, I guess kind of put these together and, uh, put down some of the nicest ball markers in the game. Oh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you. And I appreciate the time that you had me. He's out in my ball and of course where I tee up. I lose a ball and I re-up. I miss a fairway, I probably end up in the ocean or maybe the beach. And I'm on a part five and I'm finna go reach it. Second was blind, I see it. Feel like it might be an average.